1: How are you doing today, Wumi? I'm tired. Wumi is tired. Wumi says that all the time, because Wumi is tired all the time. Mm. What are we going to do about that? I don't know. You know what? Um, if someone, like, sends me a, a cash app of, like, $4 million, um, that'd, that would probably help a lot. Mm-hmm hmm I agree. Well, you know, honestly, honestly, four million, okay, that would be, you know, great, but I would take, like, a 100,000. That's a great start, you know? Yeah, just, just to get shit going? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so I could, like, actually rest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, you know, I got a lot of shit going on. Um, I'm not tired. I'm just all over the place. I am driving to Charlotte in the, well, driving to Charlotte yesterday, I guess, <laughs> in podcast terms, but I have to deliver a uh, 600 perfume roll-ons to uh, black girls run for their sweat with your soul convention in Charlotte this coming weekend. And so we have a variety of scents. We have Aphrodite, One More Chance, Pink and who else is of note? Pop Life, Flowers for Brianna. Um, We have a good variety to introduce the ladies to, but it'll be a part of their swag bags. So um, we got them done and now I'm just going to drop them down about 6 a.m. and come back uh, tomorrow night. So that is what this life is right now. Yay! I believe I will get rest. Um, I don't have anything on my calendar for Friday evening. So, Because when I come back Thursday night, however late that is, I promise Derek Chase I take him to school on Friday. so i'll get some rest like after that i believe so what's your uh, entrepreneur updates you got anything going on
1: um you know it was labor day weekend and i had a um online sale and that went well so thank you everyone um still prepping the beads for you know the
0: game season
1: the for the the yeah the bead the bead show is coming the bead fashion show was coming mm-hmm. um and so I'm I'm prepping for that so it's a lot of beading happening
0: that's beautiful do you have health no mm. okay <laughs> I was thinking about it because uh, your nieces came up in this dream I had last night. Really? Mm-hmm. Like all of them. And I even struggled with their names and stuff. Just like I would in real life. It was a nice time.
1: So, you know, this lady calls my three youngest nieces the triplets. Mm-hmm. I said when, that to them. When in fact, they're <laughs> two years apart. The, the three of them are each two years apart. But she calls them the triplets.
0: Potato, potato. They look the same.
1: They look like sisters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, you, you, if you haven't seen them in a while, if you see them sporadically, each of them look like the others other phase in life. That's not my fault. <laughs> That's not my fault. You look the same way your sister did three years ago. I thought you were her.
1: You know what? I can I can give you that. I can give you that. Thank you. My goodness. Oh,
0: but um, it was nice to see them in my dream. Well, that's yeah. so <laughs> um I am excited i think i'm gonna call your show like your movement lamborghini mercy i think about that song every time i think about your beats so that's gonna be the theme I'm, whether you're into it or not <laughs> when i post about it that's what it's gonna be that's what it's
1: gonna be okay oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay
0: um anything else any challenges just the success of productivity, which is good.
1: I mean, that's also the challenge. So um, I like your your perspective on it. So that's what we'll say. Okay. Let's we'll go with that. I'm proud of
0: you.
1: Positivity. Positivity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Because here
1: comes some negativity. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Over the years in the job, we got so many exciting things going on, guys. We are in square one with construction again. <laughs> so excited to share that with you guys. <laughs> no, seriously, it's really, really sad. But I am grateful for the lesson. I am being genuine when I say I'm grateful for the lesson. Because these things will only happen to me this time. They will not happen again. So um, we've, we've parted ways with our contractor. And um, honestly, a lot of what was accomplished has to be redone because it was done incorrectly. I won't get into the excruciating level of detail. But what I will say is that um, I felt like something was off here's the moment I knew that I needed somebody to independently come in and look at stuff. That last time we had that sit down at the end of June, and I know you probably remember this with me, when at one point in his rants, he was like, I could be one of them dudes to take advantage of you. I could have just taken advantage of you, but I didn't, y'all rushing me, and I could have just done it real quick and took advantage of you. But what stuck with me is the fact that a person would let that spill out that they understand how to take advantage of me and they've assessed the situation to even be arrogant enough to say that. Right. So I had an independent firm come in and, um, I won't share who that is because she's, she's still dealing with imposter syndrome, but it's a very, (laughs) um, astute person who specializes in buying properties flipping homes and doing all of that so she came in and assessed everything that this guy had done and lo and behold um i have paid i am not embarrassed to say twenty thousand dollars for a bunch of bullshit um like the shower had not been properly waterproofed uh, there were some plumbing issues with the overall design of it, right, structural issues, the shower, the drywall is crooked, so it's not even like a straight line. If you're sitting on the toilet and you're looking ahead at the shower, you can see the slant. Um, so that's just like the beginning of it, um, aside from the fact that it took so long because we started this in March in good faith Um, I believe that this lesson happened now so it doesn't happen to me at the multi-million dollar level. Um, This loss isn't going to sink me, but I will be honest, it fucking hurts. I do feel it. I really do. Um, So the action item for me is to grow my comfort level with taking that next step to apply for grants and get information about that instead of assuming I have to do everything out of pocket or else I'm not a good entrepreneur. That shit is stupid. Um, and I just, it's a narrative that I put on myself. So I'm really grateful to Kiki Thunder who has mentored me with that. She sent me a list of shit today. Really? Of shit to apply for. One of them is a grant for $30,000 from state of Maryland for your rent and, and all that stuff for, um, commercial spaces so I said okay <laughs> I, know. I just got to sit down and do the actual applications because at this point like it's it's beyond me there's so much going on um, that needs to be done and having to redo this because my vision is is what it is right I'm not going to be able to open a store without the things that I, without the features that I know that this store should offer as far as an experience for customers So I just got to figure out how to make it happen. Um, On a positive note, I am pivoting my business model to something pretty exciting that I will reveal on the podcast first uh, in a couple more episodes. Um, But uh, I really appreciate those of you who listen and share your feedback with us. I really fuck with the fact that entrepreneurs listen to this. And um, that what we share in Entrepreneurial Corner resonates. So yeah, i want to share it here first and I'm going to share the why and all of that um, at that time too. Um, that's all I fucking got for Entrepreneurial Corner, man. Cool. Oh, it says pick back up.
1: And what? Sales have picked back up. Sales have picked back up. Well, congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Because I have been feeling the sting of everything that went down Mother's Day of 2020. Is it 2020 or 2021? Now it's 2022. Okay, so yeah, it was 2021. But when all of that shit went down, um, when I had that firm and yada, 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 uh, business took a hit. And so it seems like we are getting back in a rhythm of business as usual. So that's awesome. All right, where are we on the rundown? Um, Okay, yeah, this is what the fuck I wanna talk about. Motherfucking House of Dragons. Wait,
1: what are you you doing?
0: What are you looking at? You skipped the whole fucking section. Am I looking at the wrong rundown? Probably.
1: Hold on. I think you saw what you wanted to see. Mm
0: -mm. Wait. I am looking at the August 23rd Rundown.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: (laughs) I clicked on it on purpose. All right. One second. This is just going to happen in real time. Oh, so I have not yet laid eyes on today's rundown. Sure. Bitch, when I was asking about Patreon, I was reading the old rundown. (laughs)
1: Let me tell you how I was looking. I looked that thing up and down. Like, I don't I don't see it here. Yo. I don't know, maybe <laughs> I just missed it. Okay. That is...
0: <laughs> Cause I was like, well, I thought we already talked about it. But maybe we didn't talk about this part. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's funny. Poor me. Okay. okay. No. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go off video. I want to share some of the points from my FBF consult. All right.
1: So do you want to share these with the people? Um,
0: I want to share my overall feedback.
1: Okay.
0: You good with that? What do you think?
1: Okay. How about you just talk about like why you reached out and Maybe just like a little piece of what you got from it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <clears throat> I was eating my pizza. So, um, I've really, my other entrepreneur update is I've really been feeling kind of stuck and. I've also felt like I, I want to be more intentional about my growth mm-hmm. and the tables that I sit at and things like that. So I like to look outside of my comfort zone and outside of my immediate um, you know peer mm-hmm. group to see like, okay, what's going on outside of what I understand. And so I looked to, um, a few entrepreneurs, Zakia Blaine is an entrepreneur that offers, she, she is CEO of FBF, uh, which is, you know, some of the best workout attire, and it's transitional, you can wear it as regular clothes to dress it up or down, but she is, um, I believe, a multimillionaire from FBF Body, I've watched her growth, I support her brand, so I can trust her judgment, She has on her website, um, you can do a one-on-one strategy consult and it comes, it's pretty pricey, but for me, I am willing to make that investment in the knowledge that she can share because like I did this with Pamela Booker like a year or two ago and um, I did a one-on-one session with her and she's the one that was, that told me about like the, the right mixers and all that kind of shit to get. Without getting ganked for twenty thousand dollars and still getting the job done, that made me so much money. Just that one three hundred dollar conversation. It's not that anymore, but that's what it was at the time. So anyway, back to Zakia. So um, we get on the call and she gives she gives me a few minutes to just kind of talk about. Uh, my brand, my socials, my goals. And also she asked me, what am I looking to get out of this level of investment in my business? Which I thought was a great question because um, when you spend that kind of money, and it's public knowledge, this shit is like six like six 676 or something like that. But I really felt like I have to do this because I need to see what my blind spots are. And I need to really understand the gaps between where I am now and where I wanna go. And where I want to go is multimillion dollar level comfort where Zinajar is running autonomously and I can move on to the next thing. Like this isn't even the only business that I want to have with few creative areas and philanthropic things I want to do. And right now I, I can't do that because I'm so focused on getting Zinajar autonomous. So uh, we talked about that. And basically she talked to me about like she let me say what my top three things that I wanted to talk about for the hour. But then when she heard me talk, we transitioned into what she was hearing as far as the gaps and the things that I needed to do. Things that I needed to address within myself, with my business, with my systems, how I speak to people, um, just a, a lot of things. Um, she also gave me some homework assignments, which I really appreciated because it was more than just, you know, sitting on the call and a person telling you whatever. She seemed really invested in my success. Um, and so one of the things that I really have to stop and do, and this may help someone else listening, is get all of the things that I keep in my mind that only I do, et cetera. They all need to be written out step by step and in video form so that a person can come in off the street and do these jobs. Like regardless of the role, it should be so simply spelled out and it should be available in writing and um, a visual because of how people learn in various ways. So you may have employees where you're like man, what the fuck is he doing? Like he, why is he not reading the instructions? Blah blah blah. That person might do better with visual. They might just under things, understand things better if they have a video to watch. And so she said to take it the next step from there, make it fun and interesting. So you know that's just, that's just a piece of it, but it's definitely something that I didn't have beyond like a Google Doc. Um, and we talked about having different systems, um, holding people accountable for, um, errors and things like that, because she ships like thousands or if not tens of thousands of packages a month. So she understands what it's like to send a bunch of shit out wrong and not because, you know, you did it by hand, but because people you're paying did it. Right. So I was like, you know, well, how many mistakes do I allow before I terminate? She said, well, why are you allowing mistakes? I said, Oh, okay you know and so she basically gave the whole thing she was like you know everybody knows I will fire you in a heartbeat it's not personal but this is my money this is my business this is how I eat why would I pay you to keep making mistakes I said well goddamn okay all right let's talk about Tabitha Brown what are your thoughts on this
1: um so, you know, she did not, she did not specify. Okay. 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 Start from the beginning. So, um, Tabitha Brown is every is the black, the blacks favorite auntie, the, the blacks favorite vegan auntie. Nah, okay. So <laughs> she has been in a winning season. Um, of uh acting gigs and um she has like a clothing line in target and she has um a tv show like a children's tv show um and so she just recently she recently said her time slot was moved um for her food network show from like an evening time to an um early afternoon time and when she announced that, she also made a statement basically like basically saying that she's not going to change for anyone, regardless of what they may want her to do. And that um, she is nice, but she is not weak. Basically, don't play with her. Um, and she has she 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 gave the she told us that she's worked for a long time to be who she is. This is who she is. And she's not going to shift that for anyone. So her putting out this statement kind of made people feel like, well, who, who asked you to change? Like, who's playing with you? What is this about? I don't know if anyone from the network asked her to change. I think that would be done, but also, you know, I'm sure it's a lot of whites in charge and, um, you know, they have a lot of audacity. So I don't know, but I do appreciate her saying that she's going to stay true to herself, what she wants to do and what feels good to her as opposed to shifting for someone else.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, I saw this because someone in my social media forwarded it, um, criticizing Tabitha's arrogance. Mm. forwarded a screenshot of somebody saying arrogance never wins or something and Tabitha responded
1: and that just put a bad taste in my mouth with the whole situation right? Can you, can you help me understand the person who sent it to you is the person who said that she was being ag- arrogant? No the person who was in my timeline shared a screenshot
0: of a person's tweet okay. got it criticizing her for being arrogant and i just saw that and thought it was so stupid why are we always weighing in with minimal information and just just having opinions about decisions that we'll never have
1: to make i don't understand that I want to understand what it is that you're going through. To make you say, the answer is arrogant. Someone to so make you say, someone saying, "I'm going to be who I am" is arrogant. The pe- these people came to her. Let's shift that. Let's assume she went to these people. Mm-hmm and they agreed and then they said you know we agree but also we need you to change these things where is the arrogance in saying i'm i'm not going to change a lot of you know what our our traumas show in so many different ways yeah in ways that we really have no idea what we're doing um and we really have to be more aware you know you just you just brought up some stuff to me the other day about some some things that i hadn't realized about myself um do you know what i'm talking about not really we do that to each other too often it happens a lot Um, You told me that. Um, so I had a reaction to you saying um you you went to Africa, you were going to Africa. Going you, to
0: Africa
1: you, yeah. yeah. And I reacted to you basically saying, like, you're not going to Africa, you're going to Sierra Leone, which is a specific country in Africa. Like you're not going to um all of the, the countries. It's not just the country. <laughs> and Um, You pointing that out to me made me realize that that is my own shit that I have been dealing with because of what so many people have said to me earlier in my life, Um, said either to me or around me. And um, it's something that has bothered me. But I also know that you aren't. That wasn't for me to put on you because that's not that's not what you were doing. You you I already know that, you know, and that you have respect for <laughs> the continent. <laughs> that's I what I, that. I was like, Boomy. It's me. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. <laughs> but I did not realize that I was doing it, or that I did that, and that I made you feel like that. Mm-hmm. But that's my own shit that I was dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy how that comes out and it's crazy that you didn't see it because you it it happened several times leading up to the trip. So by the time we were on the trip, I was like, hey, Sierra Leone. (laughs) It's not Africa, it's Sierra Leone. (laughs) But even though I knew, I I knew I wasn't being offensive, um, but I was like, okay. There's something going on here. I don't know what it is. Um, so I do not know if it was trauma or just like your smarty pants shit. I could not figure it out. I could not figure it out. You know what I mean? But um it's it's crazy how it happens. Oh shit, should I should I share what the lady said, the massage lady? Go ahead to say it. Okay. So since we're getting vulnerable, I don't wanna leave you all here by yourself. Oh. <laughs> so y'all, um, I guess we're back to entrepreneur shit. So <laughs> um there was a lady who massages people and then just fucking reads you for feels she can feel you and tell you what all your issues are and does not even really have to touch you because she didn't touch me and she read me but anyway um she reads me tells me all these things about myself and everything was hitting home it was um pretty accurate she's like oh you're a creative type and yada 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 but i see a struggle with you communicating um and getting your point across uh, so okay
1: this is this is about to
0: get heavy and i don't even like know what it is this is not one of the um, ask issues, for this. issues on my agenda of things for my therapist <laughs> so basically what this lady said to me was um I told her about like, you know, some of the things I struggled with and coming to terms with abandonment issues and understanding a lot of trauma from my childhood. And um, I, I won't get into like a whole lot of detail, but basically I'll say this. My my dad was, um, I was always close to my dad, but he had a period in his life where he was on drugs and alcohol. My parents were separated um while he went through that right so that was a hard time and um you know disappointing trying to understand things listening to grow false conversations etc um but by about 91 or 92 he had fully gotten himself together like he got off drugs and alcohol cold turkey and ended up doing incredible things with his life up until when he left us So what I learned was a couple of things about myself in this conversation with the lady. She said that I keep burning through uh, like support staff and things because I am playing out my childhood trauma on my employees, basically saying that when they you know, start fucking up or disappointing me or whatever. It's been like this for years. I will drag my feet on firing them because um like it will get to the point where I can pinpoint what you're about to fuck up how and why, right? But I hold on to this, oh, they're gonna turn it around, they're gonna get it together. And it really is because my dad did. So my understanding of people fucking up is that they'll hit a point where they turn around and get it together because that's what I deserve, right? This is a whole narrative. I've told myself, I've been so good to you. Like I was a kid and I deserve to have a father. So he got himself together. So then I have these employees. I'm good to you. You get paid. Um, I trust you, et cetera. So you're gonna turn it around and, um, you know, do what you're supposed to do. And the world just doesn't fucking function like that. It doesn't. But what was so crazy was when she said it, everything made sense. Because every time I have like a significant uh, severance of a relationship, I'll check in with Wumi and Sherelle, like, what am I not seeing? It's gotta be me. But why the fuck does it always get to this point and like what what is it? What is it? Right. And that's what it is. I hold on too long. I, I had to understand that I need to cut shit the minute I see it and not hold on and wait for people to change because that's when shit gets weird and muddy and all of that. And it was so fucking crazy to have a stranger say it to me and it'd be so clear. And the wildest part was my friends are sitting at the table, like, oh yeah. So I called my husband and I was like, that's what this lady just said to me, blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh yeah, that's what you do. Oh, so everyone knew but me, <laughs> it was just my shit. So then I came home, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. So, um, cause I realized I was playing that shit out with the contractor. Like, oh, I know we started in March. And now it's the end of August, <laughs> but he's going to turn it around because I pay him so much money. He knows I'm a good person. I just want to get my store open. <laughs> I was really doing that shit. And it was September 1st. And I was like, bitch, you look crazy. Fire this nigga. Take the L. Understand you made a mistake. Be grateful it wasn't millions and move the fuck on. And I've never felt lighter. Hopefully that wasn't an overshare, but I said what I said. I hope it helps Anybody that needs it. Um, therapy and honest friends are really the key to this entrepreneurship shit. Like, you gotta make sure that you are healed and you have your personal shit under control because it seeps into business. Anything we have going on seeps into our business. So um, any personal shit that we have does seep into our business. Now, I knew I had shit. I'm, I'm actively in therapy, but that lady throwing that at me was like, whoa. She's like, oh, yeah, you're just playing out your trauma on your employees. You don't even need an assistant. You you just think you do. Remember she said that shit? Yes. And yeah. what am I doing now? I'm fucking rolling, bitch.
1: <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it... Sometimes it takes someone (laughs) outside to tell you about yourself. Because what did she even say to me? I think I blocked it out. It was, couldn't, (laughs) lady, I'm not here for this. Talking about that, we do, we did not talk about the um, friends who smash um, relationship retreat. That was an amazing time. That was great. I
0: said it on the internet today. I was like, hey, I'm I'm coming to the next one. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, oh I'm, yeah, like,
0: staple.
1: I'm definitely gonna be there. And I'm going yeah. to the one in Jamaica. Going. Yeah. Is that October? Yes, it is.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's really um what they did with that shit. It was really good, y'all. I'm not saying that because we're all friends. I'm sorry, what we we don't know what you're talking about. What is friends who
1: smash? What is the retreat? okay <laughs> we're doing it again you're right <laughs> so um Sherelle and alfred duncan also known as forever duncan um, they are certified relationship is it not experts what is it What's the term? Hey, counselors, coaches, something. that. Okay, yeah, counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have put together a program, um, for that you that for couples, right? So couples looking to reconnect, um, are able to sign up for a weekend of classes and activities, um, where they where they. Basically, it it reestablishes their relationship, right? Um, And makes them understand if they can actually, you know, keep it together and stay together, or if it's time to separate. It just puts a lens on their relationship. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And we were, Danita and I were invited to um, participate in that Danita had a scent bar and I made some, um, I made like a a beaded cut for one of the activities that they had at the event. And I ended up facilitating, (laughs) yes. Um. You want to be
0: a therapist, so. (laughs) You therapist the shit out of them.
1: Well, I mean, uh, well, thank you. It was <laughs> it was a joy to to jump into you know that realm, but anyway, the but the weekend itself was really great, and I was not a participant. I was um I was able to see it and you know see some of the activities and hear some of the experiences that the the couples had, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and the amazing. couples left feeling invigorated with this is I'm just going by what they said you know they felt invigorated it renewed their connections um and they they can't wait to go back it was just a great time so um, no go ahead please give your input um so
0: what I loved about it was everything Wumi said and um the The best game, okay, so what I did was I facilitated um, an uh, aphrodisiac, like aromatherapy workshops and did a scent bar, created some products, like some fragrances that they wanted to uh, use on each other, themselves, why or why not, et cetera. But my favorite activity that I saw was um, that that, uh, game where you had to hear your partner's voice and follow them blindfolded to get to them that shit told everybody everything about their relationship. Because even if you came in thinking that you and your partner were on the outs, you'd be surprised at how you can tune out all the noise and hear just each other. It was was surprising to me just watching people as they came in um, and seeing how they navigated that game. There were a lot of surprising results. And I think that they were eye-opening for everybody, especially for the people who felt maybe not as close. Maybe you need something like that to show you just how close you are. Um, I thought that was beautiful. And my other favorite part was that we had a separate house. (laughs) I thought that was very well done um, to have the staff in one house and the participants in another so they could fully focus on their relationships, their experience, et cetera, and not have to see us doing any of the behind the scenes stuff. That was a beautiful piece of this whole thing. We didn't need to all be in one fucking house. We got our shit together where we were and we didn't carry any frustrations or confusion or shit into what they had going on. Whatever energy was in the couple's house was on them and not influenced by us. And I thought that was a really professional touch.
1: It really allowed them to be and feel and express to each other, you know, like on an even on an even scale. They didn't feel like, oh, okay, the facilitators are here or, you know, like the parents are here, let's be on our best behavior. Mm-hmm. They could really do and feel and connect with each other, like including the other couples as they saw fit. So I really, I think it was a really healing process. I enjoyed the separate house. the The main house, the house with the couples, felt like fucking TV. It felt like rea- a reality TV show. But yeah, that shit was a
0: really, a really nice touch. Um, I'm jumping ahead a bit. Oh boy. But saying reality TV show ho- host makes me think about Zeus Network, bitch. Oh my god. Because I don't think anybody on Zeus Network would have been in the house that nice. <laughs> holy i'm so glad
1: you are watching this with me i'm so glad i i don't know how i feel about the fact that you have pulled me into this mess because it's, it's complete mess that <laughs> i cannot get out of my mind i'm always thinking about one of these motherfuckers who likes to fight All they do is fight. (laughs) The second episode of Bobby, I Love You, her
0: was just niggas fighting for 15 minutes. They were just
1: fighting all over the house. They were fighting more than Bad Boys Club. You're fighting, but you're supposed to... This is a show about, like, finding love. Yeah. You're... What? I... (laughs) The first episode... There were these people were fighting on the. You haven't even met Bobby yet. Bobby was pissed about that too. Oh God, he was pissed with me.
0: And um, did you see the latest episode? Mm mm. Can I tell you one of the things that happened?
1: Please tell me. So beyond these niggas in wheelchairs fighting. <laughs> <laughs> because what the fuck? <laughs> oh.
0: I- Yo, I I wanna be very clear, I am not, obviously, I'm not laughing at the fact that anyone would be in a fucking wheelchair. So let's not reduce me to that. What I do find fucking hilarious is niggas arguing about, I am the king of wheelchairs. That's a wild sentence to say, it's so wild. And then it's like, you're spitting on each other. Like, I just, I I guess I had just made a closed-minded assumption that persons in
1: wheelchairs just didn't fight. Because why would you assume that? Why would you assume that they fight? I'm
0: really confused at what I'm watching. This can't be safe. This can't (laughs) be safe. (laughs) I don't understand because, like that one, the angry, the angry guy in a wheelchair, was trying to fight people that aren't in wheelchairs. What?
1: That's confusion.
0: How does that work? And 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 you know, Rolling Ray, the king of wheelchairs, call him up. say, you being a bully because you know he can't hit you. You being a bully.
1: Sometimes Rolling Ray is is wild. He could hit you. He could. And <laughs> then what?
0: And it's like Roland Ray is telling this dude, you being a bully. But on the first episode, he ran over somebody's flowers or some shit, didn't he? He just. (laughs) I am enjoying this because I have decision fatigue and I need mindless shit that I don't have to think about. I can just watch it. I had to really sit with myself like, why are you looking at this? Why does this network have this stronghold on you? And it's, it's because it's mindless nonsense and fascinating. So many people are fighting
1: at all times. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, I don't understand. My <laughs> oh, shit, man.
0: What was that? That was Bad Girls Club, too, right?
1: It was Bad Girls Club.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was our shit, man. Yeah, Zeus Network is wild. Is anybody else
1: watching this? And what are you watching? She by oh, Sheree yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She by Sheree Your girl came through. Almost. y'all, y'all leave her the fuck alone. No. Okay. I have to say, I was very proud of her for having the show because on, on Atlanta, um, she talked about how her items were stuck in Alaska somewhere. Um, and the show was happening in like four days and she didn't have the thing. So it was just, you know, it was like, wait, are we going to have another show with no clothes? <laughs> also, did y'all see Dwight at the show? Dwight looks good. He does look good. He is, does look good. What is Dwight doing? Mm. Okay, well, I think um, Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'll, text, I'll text y'all. <laughs> um I, so I was just really proud of her that she had a show, even though this shit started two hours late. Because, okay. So, okay, it started late, but she had a real show and it looked good. And her friends were not giving, or her friends or co-workers, because, you know, you never know. Um, they seemed <laughs> like they really enjoyed it. It wasn't. They weren't given like, oh, this is for the camera. Yeah. Um. So I was proud of her. The problem is, shortly after the show aired, you know, these people, Black Twitter, are light lightweight investigators.
0: But yeah, I I loved that. I love seeing their genuine excitement for her, and also Kenya's genuine excitement for the
1: men. Did you see that bit standing up? First of all, did you see that bitch? Did you see that bitch in that dress?
0: That motherfucking kid.
1: She's. See, Kenya
0: is just. Kenya's
1: it. Kenya's it. I don't. I can look past her personality. Oh, no, I can't but she looks her body is sickening the bitch is beautiful i cannot i will never take that from her she is gorgeous and that body and that motherfucking dress she knew what she was doing that's why she stood up like that even though that man was not paying her no mind because number one is he's working he is working but um everything everything is not about you of course it is she's a beautiful woman what do you mean
0: yeah with mommy
1: issues just like motherfucking marlo bitch she's a beautiful crazy lady yeah like so many of us mm-hmm. neither here nor there um yeah so sheree how do you feel about your sister sheree mm-hmm. bitch that post said she by someone else. <laughs> someone else (laughs) these motherfuckers are so clever
0: they do her so bad remember
1: (laughs) this is not they doing her so bad when they said she by herself that was them doing her bad but this she did this she did this to herself
0: you're right and when we
1: say when I say this I mean um they found out that Sheree took some, some of her items she bought from another company and just put her own label on it, I guess. That's all everybody is doing, though. After 14 years, you, you that's not what you're doing. You, you, you <laughs> not do at those prices. Not at those. And why was a t-shirt? That t-shirt said worthy in a block. And she charged $142 for a t-shirt, and it was wrinkled. Why were they wrinkled on the website?
0: sure
1: Sheree, Sheree. You cannot charge $142. You cannot charge $142 U.S. dollars and post a wrinkled t-shirt that you just screen printed something on. It's not... It's not fair to the people who have been waiting fourteen years for you to put something out. If you've been waiting
0: fourteen years for Shiba Shire, then you get what the fuck you deserve. Yeah, okay? but
1: you've been waiting, woman? Well, you have to be serious. I'm not saying that you're looking you to, see me to, where to buy. I'm it? not saying that you're looking to buy all of her items. I'm saying that you know this. This is someone that you have uh, decided to care about. And she did something, so you know you have believed in her. I do believe in her,
0: but what yeah, she did in no saying. way, it in no way surprised me. When I saw it, I said, "Oh, this is yeah, this is the easy shit to get from China, isn't it?" Okay, got it. Now, what I will say in terms of um, constructive feedback, I do not love the logo.
1: I think that's the best thing she has going oh man I do I think the logo you know it's original
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is original Wumi I agree with that it is original I just didn't I didn't love it I kept seeing things like oh this would be really cute if it did not have that logo on it like what um there was a, a bag, like a crossbody bag or something. that had that logo on it. And, and a guy was walking in it. I said, Where, Where's he going in that? He's not going anywhere in that. Um, the hoodie with it, uh, you know, just, just something small maybe in the back. Not this, not this. But I, I get it. She wanted to bring some closure. And that's why everybody, everyone that can dress nice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: isn't a fashion designer. And I think that's what we can gather from She Because, you know, I was looking at it like, oh, why are they dragging her? Like everybody does this, whatever. But she did put a lot of emphasis on her interest in fashion design when this started. So um, this collection didn't necessarily require much design from her, more so selection and customization. That's kind of tough, I guess.
1: That's kind of tough. What are you saying? Two things can be true. Mm -mm.
0: I can love Sheree and I can have constructive feedback. What are you saying?
1: Is what I'm asking you.
0: I'm not buying this shit. I can order it myself without that on it. I can put a bunch of big Z's on it or something. <laughs> but way to go, Sheree! Like you, you finished something that you started.
1: I have a question for y'all. Um, say this is all fake say this is just a part of a storyline because she doesn't have anything else going and she wants to stay on the show. Uh-huh. If this were you and this were your business, would you allow yourself to have this reputation? What what reputation? Don't be asking me no thought-provoking ass shit like this. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so the reputation of, you know. Sheree uh, is, I mean, bootleg now i i think that i would have said um this is not it for now you know like you know it's something i tried it didn't work out even if i ended up working on it myself secretly (laughs) i feel like it's embarrassing but she may not feel that way that's all you got that's
0: (laughs) I feel like that's embarrassing but she may not feel that way (laughs) she may not
1: I don't know I don't know um yeah I don't know I I I feel like after all this time if you weren't able to why would you even announce the show without having the pieces that's that's my thing right If you know pieces are coming, let the pieces get to you. Let you approve of them. Because what if they get there and they're fucked up? So now now what do you do, right? So why not get the pieces, know that you like them, get the models that you want? Because even that model search was a little sketchy for her, right? Why not get all your, your shit in order? Especially since it's already been a very long time. Why not get it in order and then make the announcement and then have the show? Because you can't tell me that this shit is real. You can't, you can't tell me that she didn't spend the whole... Why you ain't do this over the pandemic? <laughs> you had two years to get your shit together. That's a fair
0: question. mm <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact, okay, I think that this might have been about a storyline and also her getting some closure on everybody making fun of her. But execution may not be her thing. Some people really get off on talking. And execution is this, this was a. Step above last time, but it wasn't a whole lot of steps.
1: No, this was way better than last time.
0: Well, if we look at the types of things that were readily available back then, this feels about the same because now we have more access on the internet to directly hit these shops in China and wherever. To get some stuff and throw some ideas. Get a prototype on a website. Like it's a little easier. That's why everybody is doing it. And um, I think that she selected pieces that met her aesthetic of sexy exercise clothes.
1: Yeah, because you know uh, the comments from the the people were like, uh, "You do one workout and you showing all your goods." Mhm. It's true. So <laughs>
0: I wouldn't put it up there with FBF.
1: I was gonna say she did not talk to Zay.
0: <laughs> they said Charray don't like to pay. I mean, so she was not talking to Zay.
1: <laughs> what's the one with the broke foot right now? Drew. Yeah, he is dragging it.
0: Listen, I think they're going to light Drew ass up at that reunion.
1: Also, did you see, why did Drew's makeup look like ghostly? What was happening? Did y'all see that?
0: I don't really look at her. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I don't. So I didn't catch the makeup.
1: She looked like a ghost that's crazy it was it was very very light i don't know who did her makeup but they did not do her well and somebody yeah. should have told her she should have looked at her. she showed up
0: she should have looked at their instagram before she got her hair her makeup done look i said hair done I, i'm triggered <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true though but yeah, Drew is just, she's really kind of, um, she annoys me, so I just, I really don't look at her when she's on the screen. Um, And the same thing for Shauna, Sonia, Sonia, Sonya, her, you know. What, what about, about
1: her? What about her?
0: She also uh, annoys me really bad, so I don't look at her when she's on the screen.
1: I don't know what to say about that lady.
0: I think she tried too hard to fit in and make an impact this season. I think she would have done better with me personally, not that she cares, but if she had just been herself instead of trying so hard.
1: Yeah, she did try really hard. I wonder who told her to try.
0: Maybe her producer. You know how they all get a producer dedicated to them? Mm. Thanks to listening to Carlos King's podcast, I really understand that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think maybe
1: her person just was all over the place. I mean impact so the thing is she she made an impact on the show just not in the way that she thought
0: yeah yeah and when she had that party at her house with the bad food and all of that it's just you should have put more emphasis on putting those pieces together well for television as opposed to just trying to be messy with drew who nobody even seriously cares about yet why you keep picking on her They were alone. Can we talk about how Marlo and Kenya genuinely trigger each other because of their mommy issues?
1: Because they're they're basically the same. They're the same person.
0: Yes. They really are. They're both beautiful, well put together, balls of insecurity, animosity, like resentment rejection like it's so much going on with them too they could not make it work bitch because the way that Marlo kept picking on her and the way she went everywhere except for where Marlo was in that house that day they were both kids playing out their trauma (laughs) well I mean this was really fun it was nice talking to you today
1: girl I guess (laughs) (laughs) I suppose
0: Bye, and, and best wishes to us.
1: Yes. <laughs> we need it, bitch. People us in prayer and stuff. Bye. Bye. This is the Beads and Butter Podcast. This episode has been produced and edited by Vine Me Up Productions.